Possession crucial from this. How much longer will the referee allow? Dublin lead by a point. And there's the whistle. It's over. It's over. We earned it by winning the last two matches on the road, and that's not going to be taken away from us. What I love in Hurland, I love players that will never give in. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar. Hello everyone and welcome along to our All-Ireland Final Review podcast. Myself and Rory are going to represent the core corner and we've got two tip lads. <laughs> the Limerick, the the Limerick gang will love this. <laughs> Brendan Cummins <laughs> and Shane McGrath are with us as well. And look, Brendan, let's just talk about the day, first of all. And just like what a brilliant final it was. What an unbelievable advertisement for this game that we all love. But it was just one of those brilliant finals that's going to live with us for a long time, wasn't it? Yeah, look, it was, I suppose, for 55 minutes or so, it was uh, it was pulsating. But there was that little layer of inevitability um, when when Limerick, after um, after Paddy Deegan, shot through the net. Um, you know, when they when they saw they were threatened and they turned went up the gears, it was a joy to watch the way they played the game. But as a spectacle as a whole, it was a fantastic day. I would have to say the only downside uh, is that no, no game on before us. The yeah. obviously the the teams coming out, the off day team coming out with very few in the crowd and all. It just seemed we were standing up looking at it about an hour and a half before the off. We were inside in the stadium and it just looked very cold. There was a band playing there at one stage for maybe ten or fifteen minutes to pass the time. Then there was a gap and it just everyone looking at each other. So it's something that would be great to have some kind of a, a game on before it just to get people in. I know the minor there's been an issue around how young they are and all. I don't know what the fix is, but. Certainly going straight into the senior game left a little bit a bit a bit cold in the in the run up to it, but the game itself was very 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 good. And in fairness to Kilkenny, they were lucky in a lot of ways. They started uh, playing with the wind, um, which gave them the chance to get the ball inside to, to Cody. And when TJ went in, he caught a few balls. Like oh, Murphy was able to put one ball down inside to the edge of the D with the wind, and TJ a spectacular catch. So it certainly gave Kilkenny that bit of momentum that they needed, but. Those five or six minutes before half time, it was wrestled away from there on. It, it did have that procession feel to it. Yeah. And look, I suppose they an air that air of inevitability that Brendan talks about, Shane. I think it's just because we know how good this team are. And I think on the, the biggest day of them all, they showed us their metal. And, and I think that's probably the measure of a great team. Unreal, like and I suppose when you're playing playing any match, I suppose when a team scores a goal against you, it can be a sucker punch. But in an all Ireland final, like when a team is scoring a goal goal against you and it might be against the run of play, e.g. Paddy Deegan's goal, their response, lads, is unbelievable. Like I just yeah. have it down here that after Kilkenny got the goal, next five scores Limerick, Kilkenny get a point. Next five scores Limerick, Kilkenny get two points. Next six scores Limerick. I mean, like, like you've, you've well discussed all the stats and the scores and what they did, but I just think they're just, I don't know what more what much more you can say about them, Jackie, really, like they... If it's not happening for one, it'll happen for someone else. They're never dependent on one guy. Um, you know, they're they're for me, Rory, I suppose we discussed it earlier on in pods as well. I think this is their their best All Ireland. Mm. Um, because of who they were missing, the Munster Championship campaign they came through, barely getting over the line. For the first time in a long time, we were nearly writing them off. Like as in I, I thought the day in the Gaelic Rounds against Cork was going to be the day that that was going to be it for them. Like I thought Cork were going to do it. And after that, I said, No way, I can't ever doubt this group again. And like I didn't doubt him yesterday. Um, going in a half time, and I suppose you had to be there, really, lads, to realise the significance of the breeze. It was a serious breeze, you know. I suppose no more indicated than by Owen Murphy's score, like you know, fair hard for goalies to score points in the Ireland finals. Now, right for the 
Actually, I'm starting to like Tipperary people on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Come on every week, Shane. So <laughs> just to let people know, Cubbon's got an absolute world of one in twenty ten as well, lads. But it was yeah. into the hill, so uh, that breeze is swirled around Crow Park. But look, I, I, I just they're they're just unbelievable. Like I mean, um, as I said, there's no dependence on one guy. Um, they they mentioned the word process several several times they obviously have it they obviously trust each other there's no panic and like you know even yesterday 55 minutes gone jackie and i see tom marcy coming off they were up we're up like in a going what is tom marcy coming off for like and she'll come out and you're going oh carl neil is coming on right first ball he missed it scores two points in play wins puckouts. i don't know it's it's they're just unreal and as i, as I said i say it again i think this is their best all ireland with who they were missing what they did come through the Munster campaign um, Leinster people might like me saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I, I feel that you know, still that three or four of the best teams in the country are still maybe in Munster because mm. when you see what Limerick did to the two Leinster teams in the semi final and yep. the final, and I look, Kilkenny are there in merit, but I just I still feel that look, look what Limerick had to come through in Munster plus two after five games, Jackie, Munster champions. They, they demolished Limerick in the semi and sorry, demolished Galway in the semi final. And they more or less did the same yesterday in the All-Ireland Final. So, look, awesome team, four in a row. But you know what, Jackie, and I don't know what I mentioned last night, there's one team in Ireland that are really good at stopping five in a row, and it's Tipperary. <laughs> and uh, I just uh, said it had been a crack with a few Limerick people last night that uh, it, that Tip are good at stopping five in a row. And uh, I tell you what, if, if they could do it next year, it would be magic for it, wouldn't it? <laughs> but just uh, if I was if I was in the Leinster camp there, I just thought about that with the Munster and Leinster and the comparison between the two. Consistently, Clare have been the best team in the Munster Championship based on the table. And they can't beat Kilkenny. And they've had two goals at it. They've mm. tried three different ways of doing it. And they still haven't been able to do it. I think the, the argument on that is, is more so around that Galway and Kilkenny would be okay inside in the Munster Championship. But obviously, then you look at the other teams in Leinster, like the, the Antrim to say Westmead's going up and down. Carlo will have a go to next year, all that kind of thing. Dublin uh, and Wexford have had particularly poor years this year. I think Dublin and Wexford will be a lot better next year uh, based on how thick they'll be after the way this year went. You know? So that should give an extra bit of fizz to Leinster Championship next year, I would expect. That or Limerick are just a sensational team, Rory, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They are just sensational. I mean, uh, it was a riveting contest, as the lads mentioned, for 50 minutes. And I'll come back to the Munster thing. Actually, deal with it. Now, like, I do agree with Shane. I think where I would go with it is their biggest tests this year came in Munster. I mean, they only beat Watford by four points, having um, having had a man sent off very early in the, in the second half. They went out and drew with Tipperary lost to Clare, and then got over the line by a single point to Cork. Now, the gaps then for a team that's as long on the road as they are, I thought was was set up perfectly for them. Three to four weeks into a semi-final, three weeks into a final, or two weeks into a final. It was almost ideal. And I couldn't, and I know, look, it's a... You know, it's Monday morning quarterback stuff to say I couldn't really see them being stopped. I did expect Kilkenny to come with a ferocious challenge and everything you associate with Kilkenny was there. Touch, hooks, blocks, the most exquisite use of the hurley in the most intense and pressured circumstances. They scored the goal they needed early on. Ridiculous work rate. Got the start they wanted. Fantastic goal. What a player on Cody is, by the way. The second half, I just thought the very beginning of the second half was odd from Limerick. Um, They looked just... 
a little static just at the very for the, for the first three or four minutes of the second half a little bit laborious and even the goal that Paddy Deegan got I think was a bit bizarre in that like there was so many players free now leave aside the net bursting and all of that and then the goal goes in you're saying geez they could fold here and what did they do unbelievable response I mean the gap went from five down to one in the space of about 90 seconds I'd say you know it was just incredible no sense of panic no sense of losing the plot just all the hallmarks of champions you'd wonder actually why Scruff didn't have a, a problem with the old contact lenses in the same way that some of the other goalkeepers do at a certain stage just to maybe uh, stifle the momentum that Limerick had but look Limerick near, very nearly always piled on in that third quarter so it was going to test Kilkenny they went into the lead I don't think for the first time until the 50th minute classic Limerick like nine points in the first half and they had nine points on the board with 20 minutes to go of the second like that is just some turnaround and there was elements and again look the lads would be good there was there was the way they responded reminded me an awful lot of the second half display against Tip in the Munster final of 2021 but it was even better it was even better like it was just the most awesome display of hurling in 35 minutes I've ever seen I know I was only watching on TV um, you know um, and it was just look you as Shane said there's nothing more you can say about them they're just an incredible side the drive for five begins already all the teams now go back to square one it'll be a long searching winter for Kilkenny because obviously some of their big players now are another year on losing four All-Ireland finals for the first time in their history in succession, that's going to definitely, um, that'll definitely stick and hurt to a degree. Um, and just one mention as well, Jackie, I do think John Keenan, and I know Don Logue mentioned it last night, gave an outstanding display of refereeing in fairness to the man. And look, it's a real shame now that if he's been forced into retirement, but look, all in all, just a, a marvellous day and just a shame it's all over. Yeah. Big shame because it was a great season too. Just to pick up on a few of those things, Brendan, I do wonder for Kilkenny, what more could they have done? Is it just that Limerick put the foot on the gas and nobody could have caught them? Or is there anything more that they could have done to stop what happened in that second half? It was an outstanding display, 21 points. We may never see the likes again, but was there anything else that you've seen that you've said, geez, if they could have just got that right? There's a few little things they could do, but I think the interview Derek Lynn gave afterwards is very similar to Henry Shefton's interview. They're just broke. They're looking at it going, well, if there was a glaring thing like I could have done, like I could have put in a sweeper, it might have fixed it. No. If I could have done this different, no, that wouldn't have fixed it either. So they're sitting at home watching the video this morning or tomorrow and they're going, what else could we have done? Yeah, we could have went shorter on the puck outs. Yeah, 100%. We could have walked the ball a little bit better. But as we saw in the first 20 minutes of the game, while Limerick had only scored five points, they were still trying to walk the ball. They were still taking on contact all the time. And every time you smack into a Limerick fella, it takes about 30 or 40 seconds out of your game. So they just kept running it and running it and running it. And eventually you can't stop tracking the runners. And for that five minutes before half time, that's what happened. Kilkenny just couldn't keep their foot on him because Limerick are just so powerful and so strong. And then you look at the second half and you say, right, Tom Murphy, there was times when they had four in the full back line, like what Limerick do, flick the ball out to Paddy Deegan, who was out under the Hogan stand. He'll play it inside. But they have no Keen Lynch figure who stands on the up in the middle of the field and catches the ball in a forest of fellas, holds on to it, takes a couple of belts, drops it, picks it up again and brings lads into the game. They have no Garrod Hegarty. They have no Tom Morrissey. And those three against the wind were absolutely outstanding, I thought. And not scoring because they showed, they got the ball, they held on to it, they took belts, 
But in the second half, when they were broken down at that stage, Kilkenny, they couldn't keep hitting anymore. That's when they made hay. And then they started a dip by a thousand cuts, like I said last night, 30 points. So that's, I think, the big problem for both Henry and for Derek Ling and for every other manager. Like, they're looking at this going, Jesus, I'm not too sure what else we could have done outside of Munster. And I think the game is played different in Munster than it is in Crow Park. I think Clare have suffered that the game in Crow Park is played slightly different than what it is. Munster's blood and tongue, they all kill each other. But the stick work and the athleticism that Limerick have will kill every team in Crow Park or when they get them in Parky Keeve, as we've seen in previous games. It's a racetrack down there as well. Mm. If that's the case, though, Shane, then five in a row seems absolutely possible for this team. Oh, sure, of course it does, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, I don't know, what trying to come up with my trying to come up with a way to stop them, as, as Brendan has said, lads have said, like what more can you do? Like, I mean, Kilkenny the, the intensity, like the hits that were going in, like I just have it down here. Like, I mean, the hit after three minutes that Adrian Mullen had on Barry Nash there in the corner, or you know, or that even Tom Feeling had chasing down Kyle Hayes. Like, you know, they, they they did everything right, like intensity, they brought it like, you know, they were curtailing them. They just have it down here as well. Like the first good ball Aaron Galang got in was after 19 minutes, like, you know, so the first kind of diagonal ball that we've seen. So they were shutting them down. But for teams, Jackie, it's just been able to sustain that. Yeah. Like you 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 were talking about tipping the most final in 2021 there. Yeah, we, we did it for a half, but it's just it, it's, it's very few teams are able to keep going and keep going with them. And to be fair to Kenny, last year in the final, they did stay in with them, stayed with them all the time and all the time. But this year, you know, Limerick are just, as I said, they're so experienced. I, I agree totally with Brendan about the Crow Park thing, lads. I, I just, people are saying that, you know, the likes of Ennis and these places, that dimension wise, they're the same as Crow Park and stuff. They might be like, but I. They don't just, play the same. They don't play just, the same. Lads, it's a different game in Crow Park. The way the pitch even is, like, Brendan, you might agree, like, it just kind of falls off towards the sidelines. You know, the, the pitch plays differently. Obviously, the stands, the stadium, you can prepare yourself for 82,000 people in, in a stadium. Like, I mean, even yesterday, and his experience as Limerick are there, John Kiley roaring at, at William Dunne, who's only 10, 15 yards away down from roaring and trying to get into a message. And he just he keeps going and keeps going, and eventually he gets it. And I loved William Dunahoo's reaction. Like, it was just like, you know, he just kind of went... So okay, calm down. Yeah. I have. It. I have. It. And I don't know that many people see that, but it's just okay. I, I love that reaction from a player. You know, he said, You need it, you need it. And he just went, It's all right. I've got this. And yeah, I just yeah. that's that seems to be the way to be like, you know, that there's just no panic on the sideline. Yeah, it's, it's five in a row possible. Of course it is possible. What do you do to stop them? I don't know. You discussed it last night, you try and come up with a new way of hurling. What do you do? Play five in the full forward line? I don't know. Do something different. Pay two goalkeepers. Um, Waterford you know, have already tried that. In fairness, I, yeah, I don't. I, I don't know what you do like. And I suppose today is the day to discuss it. But I'm sure every other manager around the place will try and be coming up with ways. But you know, they're the standard. They're the bear. I'm sure when Kilkenny were going for five in a row, a lot of us thought, I don't know what we're going to do. But I suppose the difference was that maybe we ran them close in 09 and there was mm-hmm. that bit of hope. And I suppose we really did believe we were going to do it. But I, I don't know. Do Kilkenny? Maybe today, after what happened in the second half in particular, Jackie, really believe that. I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure that they have the hurlers and everything. But as you said, guys, there's one guy from Ballyhale, Shamrocks, and you know we're not retiring him at all. Like, you know, if he wants to come back next year, I'm sure he'd be welcome. But if he does step away, it's 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 some it's some vibe. It's a big gap. You know? yeah. um, Would if you if you were in his shoes though, Shane, right? Like I understand TJ Reid has already won everything there is in the game, but I know. 
it, at some point he has to say, OK, I've, I've had enough. But like given his performances, maybe not in the final, but his performances this year showed he's he's still able to do it. You know, we had the same conversation around Conor McManus with the football. If his body is able, his mind yeah. is able, it seems he lives and breathes hurling. If you were Derek Ling, you know, in the next couple of weeks, surely you'd be having a chat saying, look, could you just don't don't make any rash decisions. Just yeah. think about it. We're so, so close. Yeah, I, I don't think he will. I think he'll he'll be he'll be back with the club now, and we know Ballyhale will always be there, thereabouts in contention, and their year is long anyway. So I don't think any call will be made until maybe even Ballyhale are finished, whenever that might be. Jackie could potentially be an All Ireland club final again. So mm. if he feels good and um, if he's up to it, um, you know, I suppose the only difference maybe from this time last year is he's a daddy now as well, you know, and and life takes different perspectives, like when mm. when the smallies arrive on the scene as well, and like if 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 I was TJ Reid personally. Um, with with uh, with when you're doing up my uh, list of achievements and you run out of pay, run out of room on the page with all the achievements, I'd probably be happy enough now to be walking away. But that's 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 me. If if he's feeling good and 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 the body and any avoids injury, I think he'll want to go back. But I don't think any conversation will be had until Belly Hale are are finished, Jackie. In my own personal opinion, and that's this is from a fella who wanted. You know, you probably know well aware of the story, like that he wanted to walk away from Kilkenny in 2012 because he just had yeah. enough of it, like. And like, look at look what he's become since. And I suppose that's that's the human side of it too. That when when things are going well, Jackie, we'll all go back. We'll all go back. And you know what? He's after losing four All Irelands now. If he does go back, you know, it's it's a big call for him to make. But look, that'll that'll be his call uh, at the end of the day. Like, yeah, I think it's it's probably important as well that I know myself when I was thinking of of packing it in. The important thing is when you meet somebody in the street and they say to you, "Geez, there was another year in you." That's the conversation you want to have, rather than the conversation of "Geez, you hang on a year." Should have went. We didn't get rid of you fast enough. You always have to leave when I'm wanting more. And yeah. For that's the way I I always look at these things, and it'll be up to Chija to to decide uh, what he's going to do. But if I was asked to to give advice, that's the conversation that I'd always say. I meet people on the street, and that that's the one to think of. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Can we have the conversation about the greatest team of all time then, Rory? Because yeah. I think personally, when anytime this comes up, anytime I'm chatting to any of the Kilkenny lads and even I was having a drink with Jackie Tyrrell last night afterwards and I was kind of saying, does it bother you that people are, are now saying they're the greatest of all time? Because when I think about the Kilkenny team, it's not just that they did four in a row. Like, let's not forget, they won four more after the four in a row. They lost five finals. Like, they were there for a decade. It wasn't just the four in a row. So I understand the comparisons, and I think Shane is absolutely right. The era that Limerick are winning in now is spectacular, but I still think, like, there's a lot of road in this debate because that Kilkenny team were great for more than four years. Wouldn't it be great if you could... Um... You could have a PlayStation game whereby you could actually pair the two of them off against each other and just see how, see what would pan out. Jackie uh, Tyrrell still 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 thinks Kilkenny team would beat them. No bother, yeah. lads. By the way, well, look, I'd say I think I think it would be really tight and very very close. It's it's a difficult. I think from a Limerick perspective, I think the first thing to say to me they're the best team I've ever seen. Right. And I never thought I'd ever say that again after watching the Kilkenny team. I think there's a few things with Limerick that I think are worth maybe putting in as certain caveats in that it's never harder to win the All-Ireland. I think particularly, I think one of the All-Irelands, Kilkenny won, for instance, and this isn't to take away from it in any way, but I think it was Wexford awfully followed by Wexford again, followed by Waterford in the final. Now, if you look at the roads that Limerick have had to travel on their four-in-a-row journey, and by the way, a non-awarding of a 65 means they could be going for six 
You know, like this, that no, could have no, been. No, 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 no. Tip yeah. one, that, 19. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 you know? So, like, you, you, like, this is the era that they're in. And I think whether or not they're the greatest, I think, will probably be further cemented as time goes on because I wouldn't say they're finished. And I think just if you were to tell a Limerick person in advance of the 2018 final when they went up to play Galway, and it was very much seen as a 50-50 game. And it was a 50-50 game. I think, did Joe Canning have a free at the end to level the game? It was that close. It was a one-point win. Now, if you were to tell a Limerick person then that you were going to go on to win five of f- five of the following six and, f- and to complete a four in a row, sure, they would have laughed you out of town. It is extraordinary times for them. They have an incredible management um, that was really, really interesting yesterday, actually, after the two boys picked up the yellows in the half back line, how immediately they made a couple of quick shifts in terms of just dropping William O'Donoghue that little bit deeper. He kind of sat a little bit further back, maybe away from the contact zone. But again, like just thinking on their feet, you know, to try and make sure that he doesn't run the risk of picking up the second one. Uh, you know, like I think they have a manager there who you would just, I'd say, like lads would probably run through a brick wall for he just drips in charisma and personality um honesty there's just a real genuine personality there that it just you know it blows out of them they're all brilliant characters it was maybe a criticism that i particularly had at kilkenny when they were in their pump and that they were slightly hidden away i mean you wouldn't know what noel hickey would look like if he walked past you on the street whereas i do think this limerick team are slightly more accessible and i think that's important for the game I think that's really important for hurling as a whole, which would be something that I'd always try and take a slightly more rounded view on. Um, you know, look, there's just so many different aspects to what they've done so far are so admirable in so many different ways. And all you can say is just off your cap to them. I think the argument about whether they're the greatest is a bit like one person's meat is another person's poison. And sure, look, we'll Doctors different. Uh, to Doc- be honest, that, that's what makes it so much crack. Yeah, though. yeah, that's you why, know, do- that's you know, why the but, debate is there. But but for me, anyway, I would say I I think they're the best team I've ever seen. What you reckon? I like, what I what I what I like about them is I suppose where I as I said, like where I where I'm living, like it's it's right on the border there. Um the next town over is Newport, and just the way Newport is now, you know, it's a lot of Limerick people, so there, there could be more Limerick flags and tip flags maybe even flying out around there. Um and I just think that what they're like off the pitch, lads, is maybe not what a lot of people mightn't realise is that they're so close off the pitch as well. I've said this several times that if you see one of them out having a coffee or out for a walk or whatever, doing away from it all, there's three, four, five, six of them. They're very, very close off the field as well. They, they as, as Keen Lynch said in his lovely, lovely speech, he made yesterday, really hit all, hit, hit all the buttons, you know, kept it nice and simple. But they are family-like, you know. And uh, I just think it's a perfect storm, lads. I think it's... Yeah, they've 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 serious backing, all right, in, in JP and 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 what and what he's doing from a sporting Limerick. They they they've they've a really good setup with their county board. Um, you know, they've they're a really good manager, they've a brilliant coach. It's been the same all the time. Um, if you look at other teams, maybe if they had success, one or two things changed, but it's it's constantly the same it's the same, but they're very good on, they're very good on, they're very good underage. Yeah, they still got good players the, coming through. But the, but, the, but the main thing of all this is regardless of, of, of the financial backing they might be getting or, or the setup they have or the manager and the coach is they have the best group of players in the history of Limerick. Like, yeah. And, re, you know, we can we can be here and we can say that guy's a brilliant manager and he's a coach. But at the end of the day, he just he just when he, when he sends them out past the white line, 
especially in our finals, you, you cannot do anything for them because they can't hear you. Right, you get them in at half time, you regroup them. They're unreal. Like what, and also, also what I like about them is they are doing things their own way. They're not following what went before. And um, I think the case in point of that is, you know, last night, you know, these, uh, you know, you're 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 there watching the man at the, the all in a final at the banquet in inverted commas, and you know he's wearing a pair of shorts and a t-shirt, like, and they're that's that's just they're just comfortable doing things their own way, and I I really admire it with them, and you know, and people bumps and people saying they should have been up there and they should have stayed up there, and I I I'd actually think they're dead right to come home, and like what a feeling it is waking up there this morning in the woodlands in a day or all their family and friends around them, and you know they'll have a great great week, so they will, um. And just, I just I just really like the way they, they go about things their own way. They'll put their own stamp on things. They'll go off and they'll enjoy the week. And you know what? In a couple of weeks' time, they'll all hop off each other in the club championship. But I just think it is a perfect storm for Limerick there now with, with, with everything that they have. Let's... Yeah. Like, they're just, there is an awful lot to admire, Brendan. Shane is right. I do think... And Rory, that's that's well put even as well about just, you know, I suppose their their accessibility and what they've done for hurling, particularly in Limerick, where there's so much other stuff going on. Like there's a soccer outfit there that are very well supported. There's obviously Munster Rugby, which is a, a giant beast. You know, they're in a UL campus where there's so much support going on. And yet hurling is what the kids of Limerick want to play. And largely that's down to this team, Brendan. It is. Look, there's there's no doubt about it. They they they're the flag bearers for for future generation of Limerick Hurling. I see them playing against them in underage and all that. Like they have a they're infused with a belief that and the style of play that they have is is nearly down through all the different age groups as well. I suppose. Um, but the, the the sense of that togetherness, I think they brought it up an extra notch this year. I see around the stadium the logo they have in the back of the jersey is now pinned to the top of the stand. After the game, I think, against Cork, when they thought they might be gone that day, I think they had a DJ or they had pizzas and they had a keg or something in the dressing room organised for after the game. That became a thing then for all the matches after the Munster final. I think they were all sitting out in a kind of a horseshoe shape together. Um, and certainly they're a group that's very comfortable with each other. And, and as Shane and Lo, like any time when you lose, everyone goes to the four corners of the world wide because they can't be looking at each other because everyone knows, well, I didn't do enough and I didn't do enough to help you. When you're winning, you've momentum. Everybody has no problem looking at the other fella in the eye and going, you know what, I'm doing everything I can to help you. So there's a comfort in that. And when the real pressure comes on like yesterday, when Paddy Deegan got that goal, that comfort manifests itself in, you know what, I have something special here and I am not letting it go. And I'm going to use the ball and I'm going to mind the ball because I trust the fella I'm giving it to. And that's exactly the way they play. And it's been infused down through all the other age groups that they have. And it's something that every other county now has to go and find. And if that means you start training in October or in September to get ready for next year, well, then that's what you have to do because you have to get to that level of trust before you can start trying to beat them in a game of hurling. And that's what all inter-county managers now, that's the challenge they have in front of them to try to break them. And, yeah. and Jackie, and Jackie, one of the things that it will also do, like this is a dynasty that they're after creating. So you're in an era now where this will resonate for 100 years. You know, so what you're now looking at is a culture within Limerick Curling where they now have aspirations insofar as any young Limerick Curler coming up is going to say, we're winners like we're, you know, that, that 45 year uh, period where they went without winning in All-Ireland. That's totally consigned to the, to, you know, in almost irrelevance at this at this stage. So any young Limerick Curler now coming through 
will have an extra pep in his step, that extra little bit of belief, make them extra harder to beat. And it's a scary prospect for all of us. Yeah, God, <laughs> it really is. The other scary prospect for all of us, Shane, as we wind up, is that Hurland's finished for the year. You know, it does still seem to me, middle of July, a horrible day yesterday, weather-wise and all that, but it's done. You know, just like that, in the blink of an eye, 34 matches, the I whole thing's over, you know. Like the, the, the I'm talking about the, the intercounty scene now the, before the, you the go North on. Tuner, the North Tuner Ray Harland Championship's going well there at the moment. Bell and Hinch are going fine in it. So, uh, uh, look, it, it is intercounty-wise, I suppose, for the maybe the more casual fan, Jackie. I suppose the, the hurling is done until it maybe gets going in the end of but, January. But you know year, my, so. my point, though, I know, I do, it's the marquee games it, on yeah, the TV. Yeah. It's the no, thing no. that the kids are watching. Like, it is a disappointment that, like, at this stage of the year, when you're in the throes of it, like, just after being given such a magnificent final yesterday, suddenly you're like, the whole season, football next week, and then Camogie yeah. Ladies football, you're like, right, okay, yeah. bye, sayonara. I was actually leaving Claw Park yesterday, just saying good luck to Daisy and Marie, or whatever, like, and, uh, and the days goes, so I'll, I'll talk to you there next week or two, I says, no, no, that's it now. Yeah. And you know, I suppose, that I, I get where you're coming from. Look, the club thing is brilliant, and if you're involved with the club, it's, it is great, but it, it just, it won't get the same coverage, it's not the same buzz maybe for, for, for the kiddies, like, let's be honest, you know, they, they want to see their inter-county stars, and if they go to a club game, the first guy they'll run into on the pitch will be the county star, and that's, that is totally natural natural and it's it's lovely to see maybe um that'll be lovely for the Limerick fans as well that that you know they could physically go see Kildimo play and, and they could go out and they could touch Kyle Hayes like or they could get his autograph and that'll be a nice thing for them. But um, yeah it is look Jackie I, I as someone who's still playing club and lads Cummins is still going strong in the club he actually bet us on his own last year in the relegation semi-final so he did so I think he's going to hold out for another year or two to play with the young lad if I'm right. What or, position what position are you playing Brent? Uh, he's the oh. top scorer from goals he's a big thing to be looking at you know <laughs> So, uh, like, uh, what I tried to say is, um, I think as someone who's still playing club, this thing, this thing needs to go back a few weeks. Like, I, just I just a think few it's, weeks. it's too soon. In a few weeks, it'll still all get done. That's my opinion. Um, look at look at Limerick Kilkenny last year. They all are the final. They they they, they were going going on the longest. They were still getting their county finals done. I mean, even our even ourselves when we were playing, and you'd still be going strong in September. The county finals will still get played. They will still get played. So. I, I think it needs to go back a few weeks, Jackie. I think it's too condensed. Um, I believe there's a change next year with the there won't be any prelim quarterfinal if I if, if I'm correct in saying that as regards the winners of the the Joe Mac or the runners up playing. So that that might be um an extra week as well, an extra week's rest is what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. from from the provincial thing. So, but I do think it needs to go back two three weeks, and I don't think it will make any difference long term. We'll still get our county championships done. Uh, we'll still get them done in loads of time, but I, I do think the, this thing needs to get pushed out a little bit. We we have to stop condensing it. I, I'm not a fan of the first round being on in April. I think it, it needs to get pushed back till 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 the summertime. But that's 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 my feeling on it anyway. Yeah, totally agreed. Totally agreed. Last thoughts then, Brendan, on the season as we wrap it up. You know, just like I guess. A lot of it belongs to Limerick, but we have had some other special moments in this championship. You talk about Clare, lots of other teams that are just rightly getting there. 2023 has been really memorable, hasn't it? Look, it has. And I suppose you go back to, to Cork really had been the, the hard luck story of the of the championship. I'm so glad you brought them up on your own without be, any prompting. It's remiss of me to, to not mention them uh, from the Tipperary camp to say the Cork are in hard luck. But yeah, they, they have been. I mean, Pat Ryan has done a huge job with them now. The next question is, can they get the successful under 20s of the last number of years, feed them into the into the group, get a style of play that suits them and have to be robust enough to get through the Munster Championship? I've no doubt that the Cork were obviously in the Leinster Championship. 
championship, they'd be saying to themselves, we'd be in the top three and we'd be getting on into, into the end of May, into June and the knockout stages, we'd prepare for that. But that's not their reality. So that was, it was, no, it was a fantastic championship. But one thing, though, that I've noticed this year, whether it's on the Sunday game or on podcasts, I think as hurling people, we're starting to get a bit of a smell of the fact that we're under pressure, that the game isn't being promoted enough. Um, it stems, I think, first of all, from not being a, a director of hurling coming from Crow Park. I think it's it's just been terrible stuff that nobody has taken up the, the great work that, that Martin Fogarty had done. I think that's crazy stuff. Like, I think Jared Burns coming in as new Uchtron will, I think, have said that he's going to look at that role and get it back up in action. Because while we look at our top-tier teams, there's also Sligos, Mayos, Leitrims, all these teams in Hurland that the Tan Oganal was, was being looked after. And that's been condensed, Jackie, as well, at underage structure. Like, those weekends were supposed to be two weekends. I think they're down to one weekend now, runoff and blitzes, all this kind of stuff. So we need to look at the grassroots in 2024 in Hurland and make sure that that's looked after. Because Pro Park, yes, they were 83,000 in it. Limerick, Tipperary, Cork, all these teams. Even Wexford had a poor year, but they'll come back roaring next year. I've no doubt for that. All fine. But I just get the sense in our bones of, of analysts or pundits or passionate Hurland people, call us what, we, call us what you like that we feel that there's a slippage in the way the game is being promoted. And I think that has to be addressed. Because I'm fed up with talking about in these podcasts and people saying, oh, you hate football. I don't. I love football. I played it myself with tape, all that kind of stuff. But we have to fight our own corner. And that's because we feel it's under a little bit of threat. And my hope that the club championship do really well and that the message will be taken on board and the mothership in Pro Park and start to invest more in the grassroots and getting the game expanded across more counties. Here, here. Yeah. Couldn't agree yeah, more. Yeah, absolutely. Brendan. Like, I think Brendan is 100% spot on, Jackie. Like, that to me is a, such an important message to get out there. There is a complaint, in my view, there's a complacency around the game. And once you get complacent from, the, like, for instance, some of the games that went on GA Go, like Limerick's only defeat in the last number of years wasn't seen live. Like that was one of the epic contests. These are big decisions. Why hurling has to be so married and handcuffed to football is another question I would ask. Does it need to be played off at exactly the same time where the two sports are constant loggerheads and competing for airtime? Does it can can hurling be shifted later and open up a window for club players then? I know there are dual club issues as well, but all of these things need to be discussed because there is a complacency in my view around the game and Brendan is 100% correct in that it's all fine and rosy when you when you when you're looking at the car on the outside it's when you lift the bonnet up and you have a look maybe when you further down the food chain and you're going well you know how healthy is the game really and they are big questions and big concerns that I would have as an ordinary member and as somebody that's working at the coal face to try and promote the game in in a non-traditional hurling back in a non-traditional hurling area because I can see the challenges that this poses. So to have somebody in there fighting the corner of hurling, whether it's a Mark Fogarty type figure or a direct replacement or a redefinition of the role, but somebody that's in there with a sort of a missionary zeal to make sure that the game is looked after. That's a huge thing. I, I couldn't have, couldn't endorse what Brendan said anymore. Yep, yeah, me too. And look, they'll have a long time to do that over uh, the course of the winter throughout the club championship before the intercounty season kicks in again in 2024. Lads, we'll leave it there after a thoroughly enjoying, enjoyable season. Limerick, four in a row champions. And look, we'll uh, look forward to tip stopping them for the five in a row next year. Shane McGrath, <laughs> Brendan Cummins, thanks a million for being with us. How much longer will the referee allow? 
we earned it by winning the last two matches on the road, and that's not going to be taken away from us. But what I love in Hurland, I love players that will never give in. He hits it, he hits it, it's over the ball!